welcome hey. to the Rockwardness Podcast, where every episode we talk to a really cool songwriter about why and how they started playing music, why they kept going, and then they play us one of their very first songs. We're your hosts. I'm Rose Sean. I'm Terrence LeClaire. And I'm Tony Tancredi. Usually on Rockwardness, we talk to one songwriter about their solitary musical origin, but today we are very excited to be talking to the sisters formerly known as Summer Twins, now solo artists, Chelsea Rose and Justine Brown, a.k.a. Easy Love. Yay. A little glimpse behind the curtain here, almost every single one of our guests this season has been a personal friend of Tony's because he's that guy. And, Go Tony. And also our talent buyer. <laughs> but in this the particular producer, case... <laughs> and the editor. Wait a minute. We're in Tony's dream. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> but in this particular case, we're one degree closer because Chelsea and Justine were my boyfriend's roommates. So they were part of my de facto COVID pod. And honestly, thank God for that because they are awesome. Uh, this episode, you get double the music or maybe it's... Wait, Double it, the fun. Is it triple? No. Quadruple? 100, 150%. Gum commercial? 150%. That sounds right. I, sounds you know great. what? I'm not good at math. Uh, this is why I podcast. Something to chew on. <laughs> I don't do math professionally. I do. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's, you know what? I'm let's call it double. All right. Well, you'll see what happens. Here's Chelsea Rose and Easy Love. We're rolling. Oops. Okay, cool. Oh, oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, my goodness. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Wait, are we just? Do you guys want more time? Yeah, uh, 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 I think we're. I think we're. No, good. we don't need any we're time. We're just gonna go for it. Rock go and roll, it. baby. Awesome. All right, cool. Welcome, Justine and Welcome Chelsea. Welcome, Justine and Chelsea. Ooh, easy Ooh, love. Thank you. Yeah, for having us. Yes. We kind of have a three for today. Yes, yes. three for. I love that. Three for. Uh, we have Justine and Chelsea Brown, who together are summer twins, and separately are Easy Love and Chelsea Rose. So yeah, three for. I get it. Welcome to your own backyard, Justine. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so much for coming to my backyard. Thank you for having us all the time. Yes. Yeah, once again, podcasting in the wild. Uh, and Not yeah. just Spencer's house anymore. <laughs> well, it never was. It but never was. <laughs> not just Spencer's house. Also we reveal Justine's. like different things on each podcast. It's kind of I like the mystery that's behind Rockwardness. Yeah. Um, so, hi, guys. Hey. Hi. So tell us, tell us a story. Um, you guys are from Riverside, California. Is that right? Yep. Born and, and raised. And uh, when did you start playing music? Well, we started with some classical lessons when we Took were really some young. lessons at the university in Redlands. And so we would drive there a couple times a week. Um, Chelsea took violin. I took piano. Uh, I was about five when I started. You were about three, right? No, I started later. Really? Yeah, I started <laughs> later. You were like five maybe when you started violin? Yeah. I know you were really small. I, I think though that, I think it's funny because I think that mom and dad put us in like with different instruments, kind of hoping, hoping that we would accompany each other, like play with, you know, with mm-hmm. the piano and the violin together. So I think it's funny that we did end up playing together, but not in that way. <laughs> not right. the instruments. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't end up sticking with violin. I played for maybe five years and then you played piano for a while, but yeah. it wasn't until. We kind of both got tired of, of that. Um, we wanted to move on to some other more. You wanted to be more Music rock and we roll, were more man. Interested in. Yeah, well, yeah. like some bands that made you want to get more into rock and roll. Ooh, there was. Well, it was around like the time of the Strokes ah, yes. and the yeah. White Stripes, and then there was also the Donnas, who were a huge yes. influence yep. on us. Like when I think in back, LA, they were yeah. kind of the only like all female era was really rock great. band that we the kind of pop rock that was happening at the mm-hmm. time was really good. Sahara Hot Nights, yeah, and we just wanted to start a band. It wasn't ever like. 
I mean, I think I did. I did want to learn to play guitar, but it was so I could be in a band. Right. That's awesome. That is literally why I started yeah. playing bass. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even really get into those bands until I started playing their songs because it was, you were really into punk at the time. And I was kind of just around and I was like, yeah, like I'll play drum. Or we, we kind of just picked our instruments and I was like, okay, that'll be my instrument. And then I started, yeah, I think listening to more punk music and just just by playing it. So yeah, kind of learned just from playing the song. I was amazed by how she picked up drums. She was like never really taught, but just, yeah. Yeah. And it did not really fit my personality either. I was just this like shy little nerdy girl. Oh, it all came out. It's the best kind of drummer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it kind of like gave me that little edge, you know, (laughs) what, um, when did you, when did you start playing drums? How old were you? I think I was 15. Oh, cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about how punk is like a great gateway. Yeah. Like yeah. Because it's really angst. easy to learn. Yeah. yeah right. It's easy Simple. to learn yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. On the floor. Yeah. It's more about what you have <laughs> to say necessarily yeah. than how, like, you know, having some kind of like complicated chord progression thing. But so you guys, you guys started playing like, I guess, rock instruments to start a band. So tell us about your first band. Yeah. Did you guys have a name? XMP. Yes. I was like, do we, do we tell? I was like, do we tell them the real first name, or yes, do we? Uh, do. Yes. No, we we sometimes we omit that detail. Yeah, we omit it because a really it's, weird name. Well, because the band it started off as sort of a joke. It was X, like expired, expired. meat patty, expired <laughs> meat patty, XMP. XMP. I don't know. It's just like one of those it's, weird. Now that things. I think of it, I it's pretty that. cool. Yeah, yeah it's but awesome. we were really embarrassed by it for a while. No, that's amazing. That's I a feel great like punk at rock this name. very moment, yeah. I am no longer embarrassed by that because it actually sounds cool. Okay, it does XMP. sound cool. Yeah, but does expired meat patty? No, sound cool? but that's not the name. It's XMP, and expired meat patties are so gnarly. You know, yeah, that so is gross. yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the grossest gross. thing I can think of. But no, I like XMP, and you know what? And it like starts a conversation. What does that stand for? How did you? How did we even come up? It was just like one of those weird things just inside jokes with friends but then when we actually started playing songs and getting like a little more serious about it like playing shows we're like all right we got to change the name got to come up with the real name now <laughs> yeah so we changed it to scandals and at that point That's our our friend mio was playing bass and singing some of the songs her and i would trade off vocals and she was a super badass bass player her dad was in this punk band called the hitchhikers and i think she really just got a lot of that like kind of attitude and like and real natural bass player Mm -hmm. so it was the three of us just little teeny boppers you guys sing with attitude it was awesome yeah dude i had more attitude back then than i do now (laughs) like revisiting this song i'm like dang i need to like bring that back bring it yeah bring out a different side of myself i was you know what i was (laughs) just talking about that with somebody like yesterday or the day before maybe like was I more badass as a kid than I am now? Like, where did that go? And I think it's because yeah. you just, like, didn't, I don't know, di- I guess maybe weren't as worried about, like, the social Appearances, repercussions yeah. or something. I don't know. Or just, I don't know. Yeah, again, yeah. it's like Or maybe punk, you're more worried about the social. For me, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was more worried about it back then. It's like testing uh, <laughs> sort of, like, how far you can go with stuff. So it's, everything's sort of, like, you know, uncharted territory. Yeah, no, you probably younger, are more you know? worried about what people think. Yeah, yeah forget I what think, I said. That doesn't make. And any you're sense. just influenced by people, and you just kind of like copy them. Like, yeah. oh, I love this musician, yeah. and like how they sing this way, and you're just like, just like I'm gonna do that. I think at the time though, like I wanted to be different, although it also was hard because I don't know. We were talking about this recently. Like we just kind of always felt like outcasts. 
um, all throughout school because we had this band and like we just like dressed different and like I think people didn't really know what to think of us. What yeah. was like the school into kind of thing? You know, like were they not into punk too? It was like emo. There was a it was few emo groups. There was a few punk. hardcore music. Yeah, and super emo. You know, and it was like the scene right. thing when all yeah, that was popular, scene. and we were sort of like not that into it. We were like listening to the Ramones and stuff, so we were more like. Yeah, I guess a little more punk. I was listening to like Radiohead. Yeah, true. You were into and like Bjork. And I was more into yeah. like, yes, I Bjork. Love Bjork. Yes. Yeah, yeah. like man. The Cure. Yeah. I got into like The Cure and yeah. like at that time, I remember. But it sounds like you guys were maybe listening to music that was like like the earlier version of what your peers yeah, were listening to. Yeah, like maybe. the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What, I'm trying to think of like what was popular at the time, but I don't know. We were listening, we're listening to like, like 70s seven, yeah. punk. Yeah, that box set. Yeah. That's like how I learned about all those bands. Yeah, me too. It's like, uh, what was it called? It's like Left of the Dial or something. No, that was was the one one you had. I don't know. We had some compilation with Uh, all these 70s punk bands and it just kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah, television and the undertones, Buzzcocks, like that kind of opened up the vibrators, remember? The vibrators. Richard (laughs) Hell. band that we, yeah, Richard Hell. That whole vibe. It's all coming back. And then also, again, like the White Stripes. The Strokes, right. like mm-hmm. we were yeah. really big into the, those bands. Like Jet. the big, the like I think that's the like the garage rock revival. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. totally. It's like a difference uh, of gear because it's like grass. emo yeah. was very clean, but like yes. the garage rock was like lots of Fender amps, lots of like spring reverb and you yeah. Know, well, it was also sound. very inspired by the '60s. Yeah, totally. and so we were also listening surf. to like '60s music too. Yeah, surf music, the Kinks, like girl groups True. and Pixies. I mean, like big time influenced by that too yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah all, all <laughs> i know is that we didn't really like fit in and yeah. we were just talking looking about this earlier. back we were so cool yeah, yeah we were talking about how yeah. looking back we would just but we didn't know where no, we, yeah. we would try to be fashionable and just wear what we were feeling and i would be embarrassed about it i would be at school and being like i'm wearing heels and like a vintage dress and i would feel kind of awkward uh-huh. but i would still wear it you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I can relate. I'm like, to that. that's so cool. Yeah, that I, know. That I But at the time, I didn't feel cool. Uh, but I think other people thought we were cool too, but they just wouldn't yeah, say it. They wouldn't talk to they us. They just didn't really like know what to think of us. I think yeah. I assumed that everyone thought I was weird, and I kind of like closed myself off a little bit. Meanwhile, they're all intimidated. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they, they, they probably. Yeah. Thought, I don't know. They were all intimidated by your amazing sense of style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got like straight A's. I was just like kind of nerdy, and or I thought I was, I guess. You think that you only belong to one. Um, oh, yeah, you were cool and smart. You think that you can't be <laughs> yeah. everything. When you're in yeah. school, you're like, I can only be a smart nerd or I can only be like a cool like, like drug addict or yeah, something. Right. Like, yeah. There's like, no in between. I didn't know. I it's don't like know. A character from an 80s movie. <laughs> well, right. Know? That's, yeah, exactly. the, the high school movies teach you that yeah. it's all very mm-hmm. codified exactly. and separated, but the reality so is. So I felt that. like the nerd. How did, you, how did you get started with writing? I mean, what, like, what was the first time you thought, like, oh, I'm going to sit down and write a song? Or that you can recall. So Chelsea and Mia wrote the songs for... But actually, so the one we're playing today, I remember that you and I wrote together. Oh, really? And this was one of the first ones. Okay. I, I remember. Have no memory. <laughs> I think it was I maybe no even memory. before Mia joined the band, we had started yeah. writing the song in the chorus. I remember like you added the harmony oh. and I don't know where it came from. I can't remember like sitting down and writing. I do remember being in the basement jamming. Okay, well, we're like some early instruments. I'm just always curious about this. Like, I 
don't remember. I mean, you had like a little shitty drum set. I just had a drum set, but I don't know what brand it, it was. It was like a really. It wasn't like, any brand that you would recognize. Low quality. This actually was the guitar I used to play. Uh, no, oh, really? As a teenager, Gibson, yeah. Les Paul Jr. It's a Melody Maker. Oh my god. Gibson Melody Maker um, inherited it from a family friend who passed away. Went by the name of Uncle Vic. And yeah, started playing this as a teenager and then we've sort of like passed it back and forth. I used it for a long time. I now play a Strat, so I hand it off to Justine mm, and yeah. she uses it. I play it. it for Easy Love now. It's great. That's I love so that great. That guitar That's like, is like an heirloom crazy instrument. Punk rock. Yeah. yeah. I can't play any other guitar. It's just so like, yeah, it's, it's really nice. It sounds to play amazing. Too. Yeah, it's very yeah. like beefy and mm -hmm. full easy to play so that's cool so the song you're going to write today you actually wrote together which is exactly what we were hoping for yeah. <laughs> you can't see me because it's a podcast but i'm She's doing the mr burns i love that fingers. just finding yeah. out that i wrote that i well, i think i wrote the lyric <laughs> just finding it out today yeah, yeah. i mean it makes sense I, I think i was around and i was yeah. kind of just like throwing ideas with you guys and so and this was for your band uh xmp slash scandals yeah this was like yeah scandals was yeah the, this this was on our album that we put out called Are You Ready for the Fight? Oh, that's mm -hmm. a great title. Nice. Which yeah. came out in 2007, I, I believe. Remember. Is it and online? It is now. I just put Good. it up on Bandcamp last nice. year. Amazing. If you okay. go to scandels.bandcamp.com. S-C-A-N-D-E-L-L-S. Yeah. yeah, we will nice. definitely put I that will. in our show yeah. notes yeah. so people can find it's it. It's actually like, we were just listening to it. It's really we good. Said, we were impressed, I have to say, listening back, especially <laughs> with her drumming. Like she was a I crazy drummer, really man. Fast. I played like buzzcocks, like like all those crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, she was so little, just like the skinny little. Like I will, I can't do that now. I will say, I was looking at, you know, I was just, I just did like a little Google search yesterday, and some of these photos of you guys from Summer Twins are just like little bitty babies. It's crazy. Yeah. So scandals. I. I, want you, I definitely want to hear the song, but I did want to ask, like, were you playing gigs and, like, what kind of gigs? Like, what mm -hmm. kind of places were you playing? Well, we played at we, – we would play venues. We did play our high school nice. and, like, middle school a few times. I remember that being awkward. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we would play venues. Um, yeah. We would play out in L.A. Bars. sometimes. Bars. And our parents would drive us and have That's to so cool. chaperone Coffee us. shops. Back to the grind in Riverside a yeah. lot. <laughs> we played Mr. T's. Oh, Mr. T's Back I, in the day. Yeah, I, nice. I played there in probably like 2009 or 10, and it was such a dump. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, such a dump. It's, it just felt like a normal kind of like, yeah, shitty bowling alley. Yeah, but, except uh, that the bowling alley was, was covered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw you posted like, a yeah. picture the other day, Justine, of like the back entrance, yeah. and I was like, yep, yeah, remember that. Um, so you guys, so your parents were super supportive and were like driving you to LA to play at bars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and they had to be there, cool. otherwise we... Probably yeah, couldn't, couldn't have gotten in. in. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's so. So did amazing. you have to like leave right after, kind of thing? Um, like, I kind of remember hanging out. I yeah. feel like later on they got stricter about it because yeah. we were still after that we're playing shows, and I remember being treated like not liking how I was treated for being underage, like mm -hmm. mm. kind of being treated as if I had already done something wrong. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, like okay, wait out here now. You know, yeah. just kind of like okay, dude, I'm yeah. not trying to get you in trouble. I'm just trying to play for these people that I brought into your bar. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Who, who yeah, who are buying drinks? Yeah, who are buying drinks? And um, and you're already so like afraid of the world. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Already so awkward. Why at are you that being age mean anyway? to me? <laughs> like, yeah, like it's not my fault. I'm only 18. Right. <laughs> Rock and roll. Yeah. Anything you want to tell us about 
who this song's about or anything like that before you go into it? Or shall we just listen? I was asking her about what it was about, but I, you said it I wasn't was really about I don't, anything. I don't think it was about anyone in particular. I think it was just like, which is funny because I have written She's many like made songs up a story. about many. Yeah, I think it was just kind of like which is great making up a story. Yeah. Well, how, how old were you when you wrote it? Probably like fourteen. Right. So you were. So you, you I didn't time, have a story yet. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. have the stories. I'd only seen them in movies. You know, had crushes. So I think it was. Yeah. What you imagine? What I imagine right. would happen if maybe you know I uh -huh. had a boyfriend and uh -huh. and he left for another girl and I don't know maybe maybe it was inspired by a real crush or something. I can't really remember. I was crushing on everyone at the time, but. But this was this was pre pre experiential. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we? So this one's called "Once You See I'm Gone." Hours and you won't even pick up your phone. 
happened to us Now you gotta start lying And go kick up a bus We used to be But now you go for her despite what you said to me Cause you can't see That you're gonna miss me once you see I'm gone Yeah Like so many people we've we've interviewed so far and uh, have done this thing where they play a song from early on that's objectively good, but <laughs> and it's like damn, you were so good back then. But I love I love like the inside scoop that like this was not about anything you actually knew. It was just like this is what I imagine it might be like yeah. to get my heart broken, and one day that's gonna happen, and then I'm gonna write about it. Yeah, um, I love that. Did that ever happen? Like later on. I, it's it's weird because <laughs> like sometimes like I know I wrote songs when I was like it's the same way like and then like they actually came true and I'm like man I now I know that? what that's like that I was writing about so. <laughs> yeah I think so I mean I remember like hanging out with like the skater kids you know as a teenager that like we thought were cute and you'd be like hanging out with one of them and it's then the next week he'd be kids. like hanging out with someone yep. else yeah. and you know you'd see pictures of them together on MySpace or whatever yeah. Yeah. I feel it all like comes back to MySpace a lot of our yep. songs were like about MySpace drama and oh yeah oh yeah. how funny yeah crushes who's the top eight <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah she moved me down, down. from her top eight <laughs> so yeah you guys are on MySpace tooling around as Scandels but how'd you become summer twins how did it happen? Well, Mia ended up leaving the band, which again just wanted to shout out Mia. Shout out to yeah, Mia. Wish Mia she could be here. Bass Mia? parts. Yeah. she wrote that bass yes. line. That's great. And she was a yes. badass bass player. Is a badass. But what's her last player. name? Mia Anderson. And how, were the drums like? about that speed or was the song faster when you guys would play it? It was faster. Yeah. It was faster. <laughs> we were just listening oh, to man. it we practicing like, and we were like, that. we don't have to play it this fast. <laughs> I can't even play it that really fast. fast. <laughs> can't even keep up. Yeah. Wow. We must have just had more energy yeah. or something. You got <laughs> more energy to burn. We were smaller yeah. and our voices were, were like higher. Youthful exuberance. We had more energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so Mia left the band and yeah, it sort of just ended. Then I started writing some songs that were a little bit uh, more of a different style, I guess kind of more indie, a little less like power pop, rock and roll. And then we started jamming those and that became Summer Twins. So I think, I don't know how you felt, but I remember I knew like when Scandals was done, I was like, all right, what's next? Like, I want to keep going, you know? Yeah. Let's I was keep just like, playing, yeah, playing ro shows. like rolling along, just like, all right. Yeah, you're yeah. like, well, <laughs> she's always next? a long yeah. I guess I'm in the band. Yeah. Yeah. Ride. I'll be your drummer. That's fun. And I was seeing, yeah. Oh, cool. Seeing backups and. So you kept playing drums and, you know, yeah, so it was kept just playing like drums and Summer Twins. And I would yeah. sing, I would sing um, a little more, right? Yeah, she sang a lot. We did a lot singing. of harmonies and we, we had a, a full band with Summer Twins. It was the two of us. We also had a bass player and a another guitar player so we were a four piece band mm -hmm. yeah. and we did that for 10 years evolving we, through different people yeah different had some band really members, good players we toured friends. different parts of the world toward Japan oh, oh yes nice. I read so, that you guys yeah. were big in Japan yeah <laughs> yeah we had a little a a fan base out there that That's is amazing, so yeah. cool. Yeah. I would actually be really stoked if only Japanese people loved my music. <laughs> right. um, the best audience. They are the best well, fans. Well, yeah, their, it, their yeah. dedication to fandom over there for like mm -hmm. anything is really amazing. Yeah, it's unmatched. Yeah, so, you know, you, you start, you're you writing songs more with Scandales. Like, 
your songwriting evolved to be this indie rock music that became Summer Twins. What was like? Was there like a certain kind of like finding your voice kind of writing process that happened? You know what I mean? Or was there like different types of music you're listening to? I think definitely with Summer Twins, like our first EP called The Good Things, I think was sort of an exploration and sort of finding our sound. Cause I feel like there's a lot of different, there's like a lot of variety on that first EP where one song is sort of like Radiohead kind of, and then some are kind of tropical and then some are more like pop. So I think there was a lot of different styles on that EP. And then I think after that, it kind of became more, I was started listening to more fifties music. Like I love fifties oh, nice. music and doo-wop and sixties girl groups. Mm-hmm. So then I think it sort of evolved into more of that sound. Surf. There surf. Was like a surf vibe. It's just funny. Scandales kind of sounds like a fifties, like it pop does, group yeah. a little bit, you know? Yeah. That was the idea. We yeah. were, we were really into like sixties girl groups. Nice. And well, yeah. The Shangri laws. Yeah, and all totally. That. But yeah, the Scandals definitely have more of like a Donna's vibe. You guys mentioned the Donna's. I definitely like picked up on that. Uh, I was very into the Donna's at that time as well. 40 Boys and 40 Nights. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, it's interesting. I'm kind of curious like how like what you were listening to shifted between one project and another because it kind of, um, yeah, I, like, I definitely hear the Donna's and the Scandals, and then in mm-hmm. Summer Twins it's almost like, Hmm, that's around the time that Beth's Coast started getting big. I wonder if they were listening to that, you know, like that more like, yeah, kind of going, leaning more into the, like the girl group, like 60s aspect of it mm-hmm. than sort of the more like 70s pop punk kind of thing. I know for sure that I definitely, as Easy Love, was really influenced by Best Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's or, I kind of realized it. You know, I you, you look back at your song, and you're like, oh, wow, like this, like I feel like I was listening to this at the time, but you don't really notice it until way after. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this definitely influenced me. Like I noticed it. That happens yeah. with like yeah. movements and stuff. I mean, the garage rock was the same thing. You know, so many bands kind of like sounded similar. But mm-hmm. it was just because, like, everyone was, like, in the zeitgeist kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like, why writing your own band bio is so annoying because <laughs> you're, like, you know what you're listening to or you know what you think your music sounds like. And then somebody will come along and be, like, oh, you sound like this random thing. Well, that's thing. totally it. You're I like, remember, what? like, yeah, writing band bio. It's, like, do we write down what bands we sound like? Is that, like, kind of the thing? You what know, if we're wrong? It's, like, it's yeah. fun yeah. to see what people come up with. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting what people tell you. I feel like people used to always be, like, you guys sound like like the cranberries. And oh, like, that's amazing. And we never we didn't listen to them until like recently. <laughs> but I don't uh, think we really sounded I know, like that. I don't I think know. you did either. No, Summer Twins? No. Nothing, yeah. nothing I think I when heard. people are like yeah. female vocals. Yeah. Like, what yeah. band yeah. do I right. know where there's female vocals? Yeah. This totally. is the yeah, only band yeah. I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like with MySpace, you had to like choose three categories, right, oh. for your band. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that do. being like everyone chose experimental because we don't want to fucking decide. Like, oh, is that right? Like, I don't remember that. I remember being very particular about my list of bands on MySpace and it was just like oh, a yeah, really same. long list and I would like update it and I'd be like, I need to make sure everyone knows that I listen to these really cool bands yeah. and like, <laughs> that it looks good from yes, my... Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. The pressure of like telling people what bands you listen to. So what yeah. are your influences? Like, yeah, uh, what are your favorite bands right now? Just like... Sweating. I don't even know anymore. There's a couple that I think throw out there like the kinks um yeah, yeah, i can't kinks, even do it sure. kinks, lots of kinks and husker do sure. everyone boys. likes husker do right hank husker williams do. I just listen to hank williams only. that's important yeah. they're an important yeah who is really so cool. funny who would they like who would they think is cool if i say yeah <laughs> right but yeah. meanwhile it's like yeah i think i dropped woody guthrie so many times and i'm like 
I don't play folk, but it's just like, yeah, of course Woody Guthrie right. was an influence. What, what, what is an unquestionable, like, I truly, though, every time somebody asks me what my favorite band is, I'm just like, I, uh, uh, That's an impossible question. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I used to always say Radiohead, but that's changed because, like, Same. that was, like, you know, Radiohead long used to be my ago. favorite. Same. Yeah. But committing to a top five, even, I find challenging because it's like, well, what is, what is happening in my life presently? Because that can <laughs> yeah. really, yeah. Exactly. It yeah. depends on, yeah, the depends era on the and the day. vibe. Yeah. 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 Depends on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Ask you know, <laughs> there's, like, a band that you'll love forever because you yeah. loved them when you were kind of learning what you like. But, like, like, I never listen to Anita Franco anymore. But when I was 14 years old, it, she was everything to me musically, yeah. you know. Mm. And I will, like, like I'll always honor that. But, again, like, I'm not – it's just not where my head is now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's the worst question ever. But that said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that said, tell us more about your influences. Yeah, because I think that's amazing. So, like, yeah, so things started – did you notice things, like, taking off when you started – going as summer twins like kind of like was that a, a noticeable difference the part of this whole like podcast thing that we're doing with rockwardness is like the journey of just kind of mm-hmm. like the evolution and just like i guess listening to your intuition and mm-hmm. kind of like finding your voice and letting that take you across the world in this case yeah 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 i mean i think summer twins evolved a lot over the years and i think 10 years is a long time you know we had different like I, get, I don't want to say ups and downs because I feel like the number one question people always ask us because we're sisters is like, do you guys fight? <laughs> like Aww. everyone in a band I don't want to get on that. Like we actually yeah, like, we never we fought. Get a, we never yeah. really that's fought. Amazing. I know it sounds that's, like, yeah, that's awesome. We that's get annoyed, really cool. but like we get along really well. So yeah, I don't want to, you know, disclaimer. Yeah, ups and downs, but not necessarily in that sense. But I think, you know, it's like a relationship where you kind of have to like keep things new and exciting and yeah. things can get stale. You get tired oh, yeah. of your same old songs. Yeah. You got to write new songs or find different ways to play them to make it interesting again. And when you're a band for that long, I think towards the end, we were wanting to explore and become something else. But I felt personally anyway, like that we had kind of been boxed in this sound. Okay, we, we have this kind of 50s, 60s girl group, surfy, California pop, sunshine, Mm. sound and that's what people expect of us and when we play shows they want to hear these songs but like I wrote these songs like eight years ago Mm, and like I'm so tired of them like I don't want to play them anymore I think like we kind of reached a point Mm -hmm. where we would try to revive them and keep it interesting again but ultimately kind of like needed a break and needed to explore on our own a bit I Mm -hmm. think especially for you just and I started that's around the time I started writing um, I started writing pretty later on after we had been a band for a while. And so, yeah, I just had all these songs. And um, Was there an instrument that you took up after drums that was like the instrument that would help you write songs with? Guitar. Yeah. I just started playing more guitar. That's cool. And yeah, I had like a uh, gone through a breakup and wrote like an album like right after or just like I, I wrote a couple songs That's that, I, that I really liked and it was like the first time I had actually like written something and like liked it yeah. and just kind of like yeah when you're heartbroken a lot it's, comes it's out of that area. I, love, I love that you said I wrote an album after I'm like that must have been a breakup man yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yeah. a it was a really big one and uh yeah then I started that's kind of when it all started and like sparked like this whole new thing and well and also oh, opened up this whole new world for me side note like you know we had been playing in bands together for what 15 18 years wow. 
and I wrote most of the songs or, you know, I wrote with Mia and Scandals and then I was the main songwriter. Justine would contribute a lot of harmonies and ideas, but we didn't really write together that much. We yeah. tried a little bit. You would come up with the songs and I would add things. Like sometimes I would do bass or sometimes I would do piano stuff like towards the end with yeah. Summer Twins. I would, yeah. And so I, was still, I always, I always wanted to you that. to write with me, but I yeah. felt like you were a little closed off. Like you just weren't yeah. ready yet because it's, yeah. it's a very vulnerable thing. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't ready yet, I don't think. And, and just like, yeah, it just being exposed to that for a while kind of like got me more used to it and just gave me more inspiration but it was just kind of an amazing thing it all came flooding after all, out yeah after yeah. all the 18 out. years yeah. out of nowhere she's writes an <laughs> yeah. entire album yeah. and plays all the instruments on it amazing. and writes all these songs and all these like beautiful heartbreaking yeah, songs i still really come, like those songs. came out of nowhere came yeah. flooding out so it was kind of an amazing you're like i knew yeah. I, I knew you had I it in you and i never thought i never thought that i would do that and kind of go off on my own you know, it's kind of interesting what you guys were just saying about your, like, songwriting dynamic. Or, I mean, you know, it seems like, Chelsea, you're, like, a little bit more of an extrovert. And Justine, you're definitely more of, like, like a quiet introvert. And so I can see how in a collaboration with someone else, Justine, you're more likely to kind of be like, well, I'll support. Like, I don't want to, like, put myself out there. Mm -hmm. So, like, you almost have to do it alone in order to really put your ideas in, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. I was really shy most of my life. And I think through music kind of helped me to get over that a little bit. So I'm really grateful for like that whole experience and playing shows, like meeting people. And yeah, I feel like I am like, I'll talk to people now. I'll go up and talk to people. <laughs> Whereas, not like high school. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk to anyone. Like, I would just hide from, from the world. And music helped me get out of that shell. So. I love that. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of shy musicians, you know, where, like, that with who they are on stage is such a, like, disconnect from, like, who they are the second they get off. Yeah. The songs incubate in the shyness. And then they're, like fully baked when they hit the stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm fully baked when I hit... No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also, like, love that you guys, you know, collaborated so much as young people. Like, I think that's really neat. Like, I love the idea of um, a sibling or a couple band or, like, family band vibes. I love, I love like, the idea... Because I, I, I think of... You were mentioning like a band being kind of like a relationship, and I always think of it like that. Like every you're, it's like you're in a relationship with like what three to five yeah, people. Totally, is. but it's really neat when you're actually related yeah. to one of those people because you have just a different rapport. Like with, with your sibling, it's like different than you know, even a very close friend. It's kind of like we have an unspoken language, where I think when we were playing together, because she was my main drummer for like so long I think yeah a lot of times we didn't really need words to sort of like communicate <laughs> yeah. yeah I love that um, yeah that's and true I think it makes things easier it, it was kind of difficult way, yeah. for me playing with other drummers after because I was so used to working with her she just kind of knew what to do yeah, she knew like, what I liked yeah. she knew how to this. yeah I wonder if it's the same with Jack White to be honest it's funny Probably. that White Stripes was like someone you listen to because it's that kind of relationship yeah. too mm -hmm. except you Chemistry. guys were legit related yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's you you do develop like a it's not even a shorthand it's like a non-verbal yeah I, it's a look I mean I kind of have yeah. it, I have it with my mom a little bit mm -hmm. where like 
you know, when she can't think of the word for something, I just somehow know what she means. <laughs> so that's that's really cool. I, lo- I think there's a lot of like magic in that. And I think also like the cool thing is like our voices are really similar. So we have that nice blend yeah we have pretty blend. much the same voice i don't know if they'll be able to tell us apart in this podcast to be <laughs> honest i hear a difference i hear a difference for sure yeah no it's people used slight. to not be able to tell us apart yeah. on, on the yeah. phone or and from now on you could just announce your name before you talk <laughs> yeah oh, this is chelsea yeah. um it's very I, I think your essence has come through and that's really cool yes is that where the name summer twins came from like we're basically twins yeah. and people yeah. would think we were twins all the time mm-hmm how 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 yeah, far apart are you yeah. actually? Justine's a year and a half older. Oh, so you're Irish twins. <laughs> Is that what? Uh, <laughs> that that's what I've I've heard it referred oh. to as. Maybe I don't know if that's uh, explain appropriate. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I need to actually <laughs> look it up. Um, Is but that yeah, a Google? Like, well, that's a Google later. Okay. So summer twins got a lot of traction. Like as we kind of touched on, like you guys got a following in Japan. You got to tour a bunch. I think. Did I read that you guys played Desert Days as well as Summer Twins? Is that right? I don't think we did. I think that was with Winter, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we also both played in a band called Winter. Oh, for a while, which were, was kind of funny. Uh, oh, a you different were, season. Winter. You were in Summer. <laughs> oh, you were you were both in Winter. Oh, yeah. interesting. I haven't even heard that stuff. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's kind of like dream pop, shoegazy. Were you guys singing as well? Different style. Were you singing? No, I just played lead guitar. I, I played bass and I sing backup. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, at what point was that Japan tour? I want to hear about that. Yeah, can you tell us a story about kind of like how the touring yeah, like how that, that, yeah. That's like my dream. I want to go to Japan. All that stuff. Tour. Yeah, it was it was a big dream of ours too. And we were also really into Japanese fashion. We'd always like buy the magazines and we're really inspired by that. So the way it happened was kind of cool. Because we ended up working with some clothing lines out there. Oh, I actually cool. can't remember oh, how where? it started, but we we had a record label out there. I can't remember how they found us. Maybe just through Burger Records. Probably. It was our label, our yeah. U.S. label I at think the time. It was. And um, we got approached by a label out there, and they were collaborating with different clothing lines where they would like send us clothes and ask us to like hire a photographer and for like their catalogs and stuff. And then. Um, so we were sort of collaborating with these clothing lines and then ended up doing a tour where they wanted to fly us out there to play in some of the stores. So half the shows were like in stores and then the other half were in venues. We also got in touch with this really cool collective out there called Twee Girls Club. And they were like a DJ collective, super cool. Like they would make zines and like put on really cool shows. Like the girls had a store, yeah, a really cute store. So we hit them up and we're like, hey, we want to do some shows with them too. So it was kind of like this whole, you know, we're going to hit all these different elements while we're out there. That's awesome. Man, I'm proud of you guys. Like that was. That sounds so, I mean, I'm like, that sounds so cool. But they did the work. You guys put in the work and like called these people. It was a lot of work. I mean, yeah. yeah. We remember we would play shows out here to no one for years. Yeah, Just when we play were the were like the shittiest little like yeah. warehouses and bars. Yeah, when we were because we came home. from Riverside, so you know we would come to LA sometimes, but we didn't really know anyone out here. And I remember trying to like break into the scene was kind of like a big thing, and it was kind of difficult. And yeah, we would drive out and yeah play a lot of shitty shows for like a few years before we actually like started to build a following. Well, 
so it's, it's it's interesting. I'm kind of rewinding a little bit. You were talking about how like Summer Twins was going on for ten years, which is, I mean, a long time really for like any band, but especially considering how young you were when that started. Like ten years later is a really big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're almost yeah. an entirely different person. Totally. Oh yeah. Was there like a you know you you were saying like you got to keep things fresh and you're kind of getting maybe a little tired of playing the same songs after years. Was there like a moment where you're like, you know what I really want to play now, <laughs> you know, in terms of like that, shifting. That makes me think of a funny moment towards the end where we decided to change, do an instrument change. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want to get on guitar now. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired She's of being behind yeah. the drums. I was like, I want to be in the front. <laughs> nice. No, was I just that like, after writing songs and stuff? I think so. Yeah. 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 You're like, wait a minute, I can do this yeah. after all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it here. So <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think I played a couple shows on, was it on, did I play lead guitar or was it rhythm or maybe both? We maybe like a little off. bit of both. Yeah. And then we got a drummer. So that was an interesting kind of weird. Yeah. Little, I don't know if it really I don't know worked. if that was a good idea. It didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried it. Well, you know, I guess I think it was I wasn't just, as good as I was on drums <laughs> and I was just like not as comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's for sure, yeah. but it was a good experiment, you know. Did that mark the things? start of the end? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think I just needed something. I think I just needed a change. Well, you yeah. were ready to yeah. start Easy yeah. expressing. Yeah. yeah. We have different like yeah, we write we have different a little bit of a different style. I don't know. We are different people. I, yeah, despite, despite a lot of we were both work. writing a lot of songs, and we needed to like distribute them, like and yeah, and I wanted to figure like I wanted to kind of grow by being out in the front and you know being the yeah being, you, being a band leader. And, you were just ready to do your thing. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I mean, it's like people like to joke about like, oh, they're going solo. And it's like, well, yeah, like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. People were like, are you guys mad at each other? Like, yeah, right. you guys like, what yeah. happened? The first yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah, they're always, they act like it's like the end of the world. They're like, what happened? Are you guys still cool? Are you okay? <laughs> they're like, no, it's been a decade. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, we're just, uh, I'm doing this. She's doing that. Yeah. We're just yeah. evolving as artists. Yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish people could like talk about relationships that way. You know, I don't yeah. know. No. It's just like. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you know, if you look at like. Famous bands like, um, well, another famous sister band, Heart. I mean, yeah. my God, they sue each other every 10 years. Oh so um, <laughs> That seems fun, though. Kind of fun. No, it's terrible. <laughs> kind of fun. You just like, nice sue to your see sister you again. every 10 yeah. years. We haven't made started making that much money yet to where we can argue <laughs> over like... Wouldn't even yeah. be worth it. <laughs> We've been very 50-50 with Summer Twins, though. That's very, wonderful. Like, yeah. We both Because you're twins. I would say, God forbid I ever get to a point where I want to sue my own sister. I mean, for anything. I'm like, I want to take care of you. Like, yeah. your money is my money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's how yeah. I feel, too. I don't think we'll ever yeah. get to that point. So we were kind of talking about, like, the transition out of Summer Twins and into, like, solo projects. So tell us about Easy Love, Justine. You kind of started to say how it began, but you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, I put out an album in 2017 with Burger Records and it was just a self-titled and I started playing with a band, had a bass player, um, Natalie and drummer. Actually, it didn't start with them, but that's like what I had the, for the longest amount of time. I had Natalie on bass and Dave on drums and so it was kind of like a full band thing. Like I was doing the full band thing and it was really fun. Played around LA, played around Riverside, Pomona area, just kind of like getting used to the idea of, of playing solo 
It was. Um, I'm always curious how it was becoming a band leader. Mm. You know, yeah, like yeah. I feel like you kind of learn the challenges of that. It is challenging because right? yeah. I was kind of like, huh, now you know. <laughs> now you see. <laughs> yes, it's very hard. Yeah, it's, yeah, because you have to make all the decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of pressure sometimes. Or, I mean, when you, like, I put the pressure on myself. And I, I was, you know, you take it seriously, too, more than you should. And so that was a little difficult for me uh, and a little stressful. But I think the longer I did it, the more I got used to it. And I put out another album last year, which is my second album uh, during COVID. And so this is quite a bit of time after the first album. But before that, I had put out one single. So I've just been kind of slowly moving along. And it's been a really great experience. I did, I think, one tour up north with Chelsea. Oh, was that in 2019? Yeah. yeah. When we first uh, split off, sort of mm -hmm. really close after so that. So even we then did, we were still like touring We did together. a tour <laughs> together. And also I played guitar in Easy Love for like exactly. the first yeah. year. Yeah. Too, so. Did you share other band members yeah. too? Sometimes. Well, didn't didn't yeah. Spencer do it's that tour with you guys? Yeah, he did. We, we yeah. had like yeah. just Spencer started playing hanging out. <laughs> I saw an Easy Love show with Spencer playing. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> The, the as yet unseen partner. Yeah, I mean, I love that, that you're like, well, we're doing different bands, but I'm still going to play guitar for you or like we're still going to I mean, I was like, I need you to be in my band like so I can be comfortable and no. Well, I wanted I mean, to you do were, it yeah. too. I wanted to like, all right, it wasn't let me like support that, your but, vision But now. it felt really like comforting to have you yeah. there because you know what to do. I'm like, what yeah. do we do? Like my amp's not working. Yeah, help. Yeah, like, like in a crisis moment, like <laughs> yeah. alone, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like yep. Chelsea, like you, Aww. just like having you there, being like, okay, like, you know, just having the experience of like having to lead. You're kind of touchstone. I We did have another guest who I think was in like three different bands with the exact same lineup mm -hmm. and they were all, all different, like, <laughs> Different projects, but I thought that was I love really that. funny. Everyone gets to we, kind of like have their own, that going yep. and then have the same people supporting each other. I yeah. love that That's idea. That makes sense. Yeah. It is cool. So cutting to today, what's the what's the haps today? <laughs> well, I have an album coming out next year. My first solo album yes. under Chelsea, Chelsea Rose. Rose. Yeah. So I, I have a couple singles out right now. But this album, we actually recorded years ago and it was actually going to be the next Summer Twins album. It was songs that I had written, but they did feel and sound a little bit different. It was going to be the next Summer Twins album, and that's sort of when we, we started recording it, and then we split off. And so I was like, all right, this is my solo album now. Nice. All right, It was kind of my vision to start with. Um, and I did end up taking two songs off and putting two on. That kind of felt more like the direction I wanted to go in and spent a lot of time on and off with that album, just going back into the studio, just like re-recording vocals and redoing guitar takes and trying to get it just right, you know, arguably too much time, mm -hmm. fine-tuning it, um, and then just sat on it during COVID. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then sort of like, I think sometimes when you put so much into something and then it's time to like 
share it or put it out there, you kind of freeze. You're mm. like, oh, mm-hmm. what do well, I do I don't now? Just, I don't want to just put it out there. I have to have like a plan around yeah, it. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. The pressure of having a plan because yeah. you have to time it really yes. in advance. I think, yeah, that, that was a lot for me. And then I was sort of like reaching out to labels and then wasn't really like getting anywhere with that. And then COVID and then you know, now it's like, okay, three years like gone yeah. by and it's like, all right, it's time to get this album out. I feel like last year doesn't count. It doesn't count though, right? Yeah. yeah. We scrapped it. doesn't it. really count. Yeah. Um, but it's finally coming out next year on my friend's label. My good friend Evan started a label called Paula's Dead Records oh. and they're putting out the vinyl next year. So this nice. is sort of like my masterpiece that I've like been sitting on for a really long time, nice. um, which is really cool because it still has like that touch of Justine on it. She played drums and Aww. some piano and add in a lot of backup vocals, added her, her touches here and there, but that will be coming out next year. And I'm so excited and so ready because I, I think I already have another album's worth of material that I need to record. So nice. uh, the backlog is real. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. excited to share it. It's kind of a different sound. So you have an album coming out next year. And then Justine, you put out an album last year, Wander Feeler, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it was great. I was so lucky to have found Loanica Records. Uh, I actually was a really funny story. I was selling this vintage K guitar that I had, and he bought the guitar, and we met up. Craigslist, like right? Yeah, through Craigslist. We met up in like a ri- the Rite Aid parking lot. <laughs> and uh, we just like got to talking a little bit. And he was like, I have a label. And I was like, oh, we'll send you some of my music. I have like an album that I need to put out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think it was maybe already recorded at that point. And he really ended up loving it. And so I remember just like that feeling of like That's kind of like me. validation. Just like. Wow, like someone wants to put out my music and I don't have to like pay for like all of this, you know, I don't have to pay for the vinyl. And it's like that's kind of like what what was holding me back um, was not having that support. And so it just felt very um, like I just kind of got to fall into like like they kind of opened their arms to me and I just got to kind of like fall in and like I felt really supported and they put my album on vinyl so that was really great. It was put out during a really weird time, though. <laughs> so we did maybe a few live stream events trying to promote. And I did, you know, some some interviews and like tried, which I tried to, to do my best for the circumstance. But but I really like how the album came out and I'm excited for the next one when I decide to do another one. <laughs> I'm doing singles at the moment. I put out a single with Loanica. I, re- they, I recorded at their studio, so they also have a studio. I get to go nice. in there and record. And so I'm, I am rec- I put out that single, and I'm working on another one that I just recorded. It's going to be out pretty soon. It's just getting mixed right now. So I think just putting out singles slowly and kind of just getting a little more uh, experimental. And I feel like I'm stepping back a little bit, uh, just kind of trying to figure out what is what I really want, not what I think I should be doing because I feel like this whole year kind of got me in that mindset of just, you know, slowed everyone down. It's like, okay, what do I really, really want? And so I want to change uh, in a way where I don't take things so seriously. I want to be playing exactly what I want to play. And it feels good to kind of step back and 
I'm not in a rush to be touring or just be on TV or like, I don't know. It feels good to not put that pressure on myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just, I started a Patreon, so I'm kind of um, releasing demos on there and just kind of having fun with that. Um, playing solo shows, trying to figure out. I'm, I started playing ukulele, so I'm doing more like backing tracks. Her, your solo set's really cool. Yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Was, yeah, really yeah. awesome. It's, it's not fun. what you would think too, like ukulele. So I played like, last it's night. Kind of like, yeah, it's and it was very, yeah, oh, cool. it was a lot. I played last night. I played three songs on ukulele to a backing track, and then I switched over to my electric guitar and played, you know, some of my songs that I had put out. And then I switched over to acoustic guitar, and I had my friend play cello with me. Wow. And so. I wouldn't have done this if I weren't like I played at my house, so it was nice. Everything was available and <laughs> easily right accessible. Now. Yeah. But otherwise, I would ha I don't know if I would want to carry around that many instruments. So it was a great opportunity to kind of showcase a little bit of what all the different things that I have put out, things I'm working on now, and I'm excited to just find out what I'm like, what's really me, and just like yeah. explore that like deeper. Because I feel like before I was so just like in my head about what are other people want to like see me do or like what should I be doing to be successful and what do what do people like <laughs> what are people yeah, looking for I don't know yeah. I know what people I mean like the pressure authenticity yeah yes. yeah 100 yeah. yes. and it's just yeah a f the fear of being seen um my true self it's a little scary but I'm finding out that it's pretty weird and I'm like I'm gonna just go with that <laughs> yes <laughs> well, it's like Good. both to, both the desire to show your true self and the fear that people will think it's weird mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like it is weird but they, yeah. but they <laughs> embrace it but I feel yeah. like those things just really coexist and like the weird thing the like I actually I watched or like the thing about being afraid of being weird I um, watched this Bjork concert this morning um, I was remembering like being in high school and like uh, being into Bjork and people saying that that she was so weird or like oh like <laughs> Bjork oh she's really weird yeah you're like yeah and me and just I love being it. like <laughs> kind of self conscious about that and I like still kind of like there's a lot of people that still don't really or think she's weird or like when I bring her up they're like oh like oh, she's so weird. amazing and then, yeah, she's amazing. she should have won like, the oh. Oscar too for Dancer in the Dark. Oh man, I was yeah. thinking so about that sad. movie today too. What like, a movie! So sad. You yeah. know what? Don't fear the weird. That's what I say. Don't fear yeah. the weird. Oh my god. I'm like goodness. writing like dance. I'm getting into like dance music. Yeah. I'm like I'm gonna write some dance. Well, she stuff was working with and DJs and beats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That whole like era of like '90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love '90s that Bjork. 90, yeah, love. Yes. Yes. big time sensuality. Mm. That's been inspiring. Army of me. Come on. Do you have um? Yeah. Do you have something current you want to share with us? Like a current song? Mm, I don't really have anything prepared. Sure. All right. All well, good. maybe we'll We can splice something in right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and now, this song.
That was Easy Love with Your Arms, and this is Chelsea Rose with Let Go. Like a firework in
thank you so much. Yeah. yeah, thank you for, yeah, being thanks here. for having Chelsea. us. Yes. Yeah, this was really fun. It was so fun to, to look back and and play the song that we haven't played since we were teenagers and kind of like reconnect with our younger selves, our younger rock and roll selves. So nice. yeah, thank yeah. you so much. You, you guys were badasses the whole <laughs> yes. time. Yeah, the whole, the whole time. time. We didn't even know it. Secret badass. That was the journey. All yeah. the time. Yeah. You were actually the cool kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And remember that going forward. <laughs> and that's the message <laughs> of Rock Renee. Yeah, that's right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I thought that was pretty perfect that there was a motorcycle that revved its engine right when she said badass. I heard that too, yeah. That was kind of perfect, right? Yeah, that was your motorcycle, wasn't it? Very it, leader it was. of the pack. I had to, I had to Tony go. Tony rides one when he, very, while I'm recording. Very yeah. leader of the pack. I mean, just kind of proving what we said, that it turns out they were the cool kids they all are. along. Exactly. And that was the message of rockwardness. But mm-hmm. these, I mean, these California kids, they are the cool kids, man. I hear about this stuff and I'm like, oh, this is what I saw on TV when I was in high school. Like, plan a show in LA? Why not? Uh, you can't really do that without your parents driving you. So, you know, supportive parents once again coming in clutch. These ladies have been very busy lately. Chelsea just released a full length album, Truth or Consequences, on vinyl through Paul is Dead Records. Easy Love has been releasing music through her Patreon all year after releasing an album and two singles in the middle of the pandemic. We'll include links for all that in the show notes. Of course, you can also follow them on Instagram at Hello Chelsea Rose and Easy Love Music. And while you're at it, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks for coming on this journey with us. We hope you'll join us next week for episode 13 with troubadour extraordinaire, Pete Molinari. <laughs>